0: Hey there, this is Dennis. Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up, making things happen. I uh, love talking to creative people, and I'm ending the year with somebody really fabulous. Kevin Chamberlain is an actor who's been nominated for three Tony Awards in, in the shows Dirty Blonde, Suzical, and Adam's Family. He's heading back to the Great White Way soon in Disaster, a new musical which was co-created by Jack Plotnick, a past podcast guest, along with Seth Rudutsky. It's a really fun show. I saw it off-Broadway, 70s music with a disaster movie kind of uh, plot, and it's a ton of fun. So I can't wait to talk to Kevin about that. I say I can't wait, even though I've already talked to him, uh, because I'm recording this after. But I can't wait for you to hear it. Okay, Uh, He's also been in films like Road to Perdition and Die Hard with a Vengeance and most recently uh, Christmas Melody, directed by Mariah Carey on television. Um, So he's awesome. And uh, before we get to him, though, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Thank you all for uh, checking out DennisAnyone.net. I'm going to post a couple of pictures that I took at Kevin's place after the podcast of things he talked about. A Michelle Obama picture, perhaps, and a proclamation that made him like, mayor of his city back in New Jersey, or key to the city, whatever, Kevin Chamberlain Day, whatever, celebrate it, celebrate it, it's a national holiday. Um, You can do lots of fun things on my website, you can uh, kick in a little to my virtual tip jar, Um, there's a button there that you can do through PayPal, it helps me keep the podcast free and, and pay for expenses that come up. Um, and if you want to email me, just email me my regular email address, dhensley at AOL.com. That's right. I'm kicking it old school. AOL. And just put Dennis anyone in the subject line so I, um, I don't goof and, uh, not look at it. Okay. Um, that's it. Enjoy Kevin Chamberlain. All right. I'm here in the silver-like home of actor Kevin Chamberlain. Welcome to the podcast. I see Dennis. It's between Christmas and New Year's. You're getting ready to go back to New York. Because you're going to appear in Disaster, the musical on Broadway. Yes. Which is uh, created by Jack Plotnick, former podcast guest, and Seth Rudutsky. Seth Rudetsky, yes. And, and uh, Seth keeps
1: um, uh, correcting me. It's not Disaster, the musical. It's just Disaster.
0: A new musical. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You've really got to get the punctuation right. You've got to yes. take the correct amount of pause. Not too long a pause. Not too it long. It sounded to me like three dots. Is that right? Yes. No. ampersand. <laughs> okay, all right, I got you. Now, tell, I've seen the off broadway production, but tell uh, our listeners basically the premise and, and how, it, how the show works.
1: Uh, disaster is um, based on the Irwin Allen disaster movies of the 70s. Love including it. Including Poseidon Adventure, Tarry Inferno, um, Earthquake, which was not an Irwin Allen movie, which I just found out. Right. I totally thought it was. Uh, the Swarm, um, Airport. Right. So there's little references to all that. But even if you don't know those movies, it's still fun. Um, but Irwin Allen created that genre, and so that's what we're parodying. But it's set against the backdrop backdrop of 70s pop hits.
0: I love it. So yeah. it's it's songs that we've heard before.
1: Every song you know, it's every song from like S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Um my big number in it with uh, uh, Faith Prince, who plays my wife. Love it. Um, we sing um, "You're Still the One."
0: Right, which Orleans. You, I, of course, they basically raided the jukebox of my hometown Pizza Hut. Yeah, and now it's a musical. <laughs> yes. um, are those songs as a as a musical theater performer? Are they? Do they are they challenging? Are they slight? Do they feel different or is it just what you make it? Do you well, know what I'm cool, saying? With,
1: yeah, what's cool is that they've integrated them. So the lyrics actually match what's happening in Right. There's a great bit that I won't give away that in the song Feelings, remember Feelings, yeah. of course. Well, one of the characters' names pops up in that
0: song. Yeah. And you'd never You'd never expect it, and then it's one of the biggest laughs in the show. I love it. But, but, but vocally, are they as challenging as some of your musical theater stuff, um, or is it a different thing, or is it just yes. singing? I think
1: they're very musical theater-y songs, right. compared to the pop songs written today, right? which are much more studio-produced. Those right. were real songwriters. Right, you know, verses we, and choruses and yeah, lyrics. And and, we have yeah. everyone from Barry Manilow. And What's to, the Manilow? Uh, I can't remember. Daybreak. Oh, of course. Daybreak and um, a Little... Yeah, there's there's so many. Um, I Am Woman. Of course. Um, so a lot of them are story songs. Yeah. A lot of them have um, really great... They're very specific. The uh, Ooga Chaka, Ooga, Ooga, It's it on ooga. a
0: feeling. Yeah. Love it. Um, so it, it, I think the genre lends itself really well to musical theater. I love it. Now, your character, is it more reminiscent of anyone specifically from Poseidon Adventure or... Yes,
1: Poseidon Adventure had... Um, the older couple was Shelley Winters and Jack Alverson. Of Albertson. course. So that's
0: uh, who faced. Did he I leave? Are. I think he lived and she died. She Spoiler swam. Spoiler alert. Well, in the <laughs> movie, in Poseidon Adventure. So you have that sweet relationship. Yes. yes. I love it. We're All on right. our
1: honeymoon. We're, I mean, we're on our second honeymoon. We're retiring and, um, you know, uh... I've, I've sold the business, and now we're having our big hurrah on the boat.
0: Why, you should. Yeah. Now, I know that um, you guys did the glamorous photo shoot. I saw pictures from that, and you've done readings. Yeah. Have you done any rehearsal now, or are you going back to start? Uh, no, we start next week on the 4th, uh, and uh, previews start on February 9th. So exciting. Yeah. I saw it off-Broadway, cool. and the show has a real scrappy charm to it, and it'll be really interesting to see how they take it to a Broadway house. Where yeah. I've seen the um, the set design,
1: and it does... It's very simple, but it does some really fun things, just like the off-Broadway one. Yeah,
0: I think that's what you want. You don't want it to be overwhelming. No.
1: It can't be Titanic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, did they just offer you the role? Did you have to? Did you say you were interested? There Dennis, was... Dennis, I'm offer only. I know. I was hoping you say that because <laughs> you said that the other night at the party, and I'm like, I got to get him to say he's offer only. That was my thing. I know you've got to be offer only. You've got three Tony nominations in New York. I'm offer only. I'm here I audition for two liner role. <laughs> Is that weird?
1: Yeah, it's very weird. The, the schizophrenia of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it, they, don't is it, know, they don't know the Broadway world. The, the couple of casting directors who uh, follow the Broadway world are the ones who gave me my first jobs out here. Like, which shows um, would they have been? Uh, well, Jeff Greenberg, uh, right. Fraser. And he does Modern um, Family and stuff yeah, now. He, no, I just which you just did. Modern Family, yeah. love. Um, the uh, woman who uh, cast me in Jesse on the Disney Channel, um, uh, Sheila Levine, um, she was also a big uh, Broadway fan.
0: Well, for them, it must be like, oh, we've got this, um, these amazing talents and we can... In other words, it must, it must be a little bit of a... Like a uh, a little advantage that they have. Like there's this great, great pool of actors that right. these other people are not paying attention to. Yeah,
1: and there's specific roles that need theater people.
0: Yeah. Um, roles that have a lot of
1: lines in a very short amount of time that need to be... You know, there are a lot of very beautiful people out here right. who I wouldn't necessarily give them a four-page monologue right. the night before to uh, to to film the next day. A theater person can can cram that and... and make uh, it
0: happen. Yeah. What are some of the jobs that you've gotten that were wordy like that or that were very much like, oh gosh, I'm glad I've got my theater background for this? Um...
1: There was a, a a film that Sam Mendes directed called um, uh, Road to Perdition
0: with Jude Law, with Jude Law, and, and was um, Tom Hanks in that or did I just dream that? Uh, it's on. okay. My, my dog is scratching at the door. That's okay. Your dog can totally scratch. I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit more about Disaster, which I saw when I went to New York. Um, so many of my favorite songs from back in the day. And The Nun is amazing. I don't know who that actor was, but uh, I hope... Jen, in, Jennifer Simard, and I... I hope protect, they take her to Broadway, because she was she so inspired. Tony, she'll get a Tony nomination, for sure. She's so good. Yeah. She does this understated, brilliant, inspired thing with her character that's and amazing.
1: She's the guitar-playing nun. You gotta have
0: one. You, you gotta, gotta have one. It. So, Road to Perdition. So,
1: Road to Perdition, yes. Sam Mendes was directing it, right. and... Um, yeah, I was, it was Daniel Craig and um, Paul Newman. Holy shit. Tom Hanks. And so my scene, I had a five-page monologue uh, that I had to walk through, like 300 extras. There was a jazz club and a speakeasy and a, um, and then get killed at the end of the scene. <laughs> it was really, it's very challenging. But he. Wanted you, well, you do it in
0: one take. What did he want? One was a, take. It was
1: a winner, yeah. It
0: was like a. Oh. Yeah. What, how much pressure is that? And that was before digital. They had to yeah. change the the mag. Rear, yeah. And, yeah. It was like so a, you had to make sure that you like had enough film in the in the can. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. we did it in thirteen takes. I think. Do you remember which one they used? Like, oh, that was the tenth take. That was the the 13th. last one they used. The last. They got one. it. And yeah. everything else in the background, everything had to work out right. Yeah, I nailed it every time. It was always the extras who were screwed up. <laughs> who fucked it up. That would have been me. I would have been the extra who would have been like... <laughs> Looks at the camera. ...pulling out my phone or some stupid thing. I got to go back and look at that. <laughs> that was amazing. Was it several... Was it weeks of work for you, or is it... No, it was actually only one day. One day, come in, do... do and the crazy thing about that was I was doing Susical
1: on Broadway. I got nominated for a Tony Award. Right. On a Monday... And um, on Tuesday, I was going flying to Chicago to shoot Road to Perdition, and I'd already asked for the week off. I was using my vacation week to, right. to shoot it. And they announced that the show was closing because I was the only person that got a Tony nomination. So, so did you get to go back and do it at all? The, so, the last week of Susical, I was not in. Oh and so it was closing that week. They they announced the, the closing notice. It was awful. And so uh, but I did make it back for the very final performance. Oh that's good. But um my understudy had to go on and my understudy was Casey Nicola. I know the name. What? why should I know him? He directed Book of Mormon,
0: he's directed he's, a, he's directed these things. Aladdin,
1: um, Holy shit. Drowsy Chaperone, um he co-directed Spamalot with Mike Nichols. That was his big uh, break. Entree. Um, Amazing. He's the um, the the most successful Broadway director in history. He's made the most money besides Joe Mantello um, with um, Wicked. Yeah. He because right now he has Book of Mormon and Aladdin and um, uh, Tuck Everlasting coming up. Wow. So and those are all. You know? Just ka-ching ka-ching, right? Yeah, it's like they're they're making about
0: three million a week together. Wow! So you went to go do Mer- road to permission, and you found out the show was closing. It's just kind of like, like from from my point of view, like I've had a lot of ups and downs in my road, and 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 you look at certain people that seem to be doing really well, and then you hear stories where it's like, oh, and then like you were just talking about a friend who had a project for five years that fell through. It's yeah. just like it never, it's never not perilous right no. no, I mean i Jesse um,
1: the Disney Channel show I was doing uh ended uh, shooting in January, and i've only had two jobs um, since January
0: and you were on that show for how long? four years we so how have, do you hundred and one episodes how do you freak out or do you freak out how do you not freak out or do you freak out or how do you how do you I, manage it? I do freak out
1: a lot. Um, I get a little um uh, Luckily, I have a house that I can work on projects around the yeah, house yeah you 've so, got
0: something to distract you it' yeah, was a
1: fabulous house there was enough there was enough to do here. Yeah. that and you know, I finally had a little money in the bank but um <clears throat> and now it 's all gone, and that 's why I have to go back to do
0: disaster You've brought broadway. You to go to disaster on broadway but it it, it it must be interesting to have two gears, like Broadway, where you've got three Tony nominations people know you you're, you know what i mean and yeah. then... And eight shows a week, yeah, which, is, which keeps you busy. And
1: then the, the, the L.A. world, you know, you do one day guest star on yeah. Modern Family or something. And and then you have six other days you have to fill.
0: Figure out what.
1: Um, and it's, the nice thing about it is the residual income. Yeah. That
0: keeps you alive in L.A. Right, you get a that, check one day. And yeah, that, that really doesn't exist in, in, in the, in there's the no Exactly, there's no, I was really getting that show four years ago, I should get a check. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I always think that, that actors should profit share. Yes. Um,
1: especially if you've workshopped a, a show for some Damn right.
0: Show. Like, they should get some of that wicked money, like those girls. Totally. Like, yes. Totally. There what would be, be your ideal balance? Like, well, if you could create the exact way your career would work in terms of balancing the TV and film in L.A. and New York. I would actually love to run a theater company. That would and, be awesome.
1: And um, be able to curate a season do shows when I want to but I'll, um, and under my um, um, under my aesthetic uh, values yeah um, create create shows and and hire directors that I love and actors that I love to work with and then I can go away and do um, movies and, and yeah and but TV. you had
0: a you have a creative base that you right. have a little more control in. I think it's Tim not... Robbins does that yeah you know, he has
1: a, a theater company and uh, would you do it here Um... I think it's easier. Um, there's a, a theater that just opened up here in LA, uh, the Wallace, you know, the Annenberg. Yeah, theater. yeah, yeah. I, that was when I walked in there. I was like, the oh, one in Beverly Hills. That's I where I dream. saw
0: Spring Awakening. Yeah, which was an it's amazing, production. amazing. Yeah. I was like, this is great. We need this venue. It's a and interesting there's there's size. three theaters in there. Really? Maybe yeah. you just do one of those. I know. Take over that. I place. love that idea. Yeah. So that's that's my dream. Yeah that's a cool dream I support that I sign off on that dream <laughs> I totally do now we have to talk about your Christmas movie that we just aired yes it's a Christmas melody yes starring Stong. Mariah and directed by Mariah, Mariah Carey Mariah Carey okay first of all Mariah Carey is a director what's, what's she like because you don't imagine her getting there at 6 in the morning and, but maybe there's a Mariah that I don't know um, the movie wouldn't have been made without her. Yes. Okay. That is, that is my diplomatic answer. What's your What's your favorite memory
1: of her? She She actually had um, um, help, you know, with um, a couple uh, uh, go- friends who were who were kind of ghost directing because
0: she was in it as well. So right. Really so you need um, somebody with your eyes on things.
1: Um. But she, her aesthetics were um were very much in the uh, the movie, and um, it was funny because we I have. I arrived without much of a beard, and they thought I had a a big santa beard and i didn't so we wow. had to create this beard in, in like a day yeah and so it 's very difficult, so that was a lot of um tweaking and and, yeah. and everything but uh, um, she's very um very supportive and you know being an actress herself she, yeah um, but I think she, you know she's becoming there was an article in The Times about she wants to Stake her claim as the Christmas. uh, She knows Christmas. Yeah,
0: I think that's fine. I support it because she gave us a great hit. Yeah, that's like one of the you know only songs of the last. Right. If you ask a kid, like a classic, yeah. If you ask a kid what their favorite Christmas yes. song is, that's it. It's well, maybe one of it's one of my top few. She's she's like Bing Crosby, yes, young generation. And she, but she's happy to do it. Yeah, like she'll, I, she loves it. Hey, you find your niche, and, and, and there you go. Exploit it. There you go. Nice. Now you worked on the show Jesse uh, for was it was Disney Channel or Nickelodeon. Yeah. Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that mean you get to go to the park for free? I did go for four years. Yeah, with a, with a <sighs> VIP guide what happens when now. you get a VIP guide <laughs> do, do you want to have them the whole day or are you like you know what get us here and there and then we'll let you then you can go have lunch uh,
1: I have let them go on their way right. and then you can go oh you can go, come back meet me at eight o'clock tonight right and we'll go on the the fun night rides yeah 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 you get them the whole day and it's once you do that, you can't do the park ever again. You're completely. <laughs> it's
0: full. like doing it in a wheelchair. Yeah, it's like
1: you can do every ride
0: in that park in one day. In Wow! Both parks, in California and do they tell you lots of cool fun facts and things that you wouldn't have yeah, known? And yeah, that's yeah. that spoils you. On Main
1: Street, there's a lot of these little um, names painted on the windows um, of the uh, the second floor windows uh, if, as you walk down Main Street, and they all have significance of the. The builders, the designers of Disneyland, and
0: that's um, cool. Friends
1: of Walt, and yeah, it's really
0: little stories and all of it. Do they tell? Do the guides tell you like who they have a crush on or how they you know <laughs> got a blowjob once in the back of the <laughs> Mister Toad's Wild Ride? I or did anything ask that's f- one? You know, where's where's the place
1: they find people making out? <laughs> what did he say? Over? He or um, she. it was a um, it was a a back sort of pass through. It's near where they have the turkey. You know, I the, don't know um, about the turkey? There's a there's a turkey. Um, okay. Pen.
0: Okay. At the barbecue places. I see. All right. So, so it's from there. Yeah. I love. That's good to know. It's very woodsy. You never know. No. You never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> um, so you've been nominated for three Tonys. Yes. Dirty Blonde. I've been robbed. Of, you've been, of, been robbed of, of three, three Tonys. Tonys. Thank <laughs> you. Dirty Blonde, um, Susicall, and Adam uh, family. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. <laughs> were how different were the experiences from each other? In terms um, of the, the the excitement of getting nominated, going to the show, they were all completely different. The
1: first time is always the most exciting because, of course, um, I didn't even expect to get nominated, and uh, I got a call. I was woken up by the phone call. I didn't. Now that know. was a play, not a musical, right? Okay, and it was um, we were the last show to open, right? Uh, that season, so. It was the night after we opened that the nominations came back. So you thought people didn't even see it? Yeah, and I I was like still hungover from the opening night, right? (laughs) And uh, the whole cast got nominated.
0: That's amazing. Three of us,
1: and and, and the director, and best play. Um, The night before, we had had. um, I was gonna. This is the answer to one of these. Oh, yeah, yeah, your, yeah. Which your, one? Your, you you pulled one of my questions. Uh, what, was, what was your most glamorous, most glamorous night? night okay. was the Dirty Blonde uh, opening night, which was at Sardi's. And, um, oh, that's amazing. I stood up on a chair and read the New York Times review to the whole room. That's like out of a movie. Yeah, it was
0: crazy. And Rex Reed was there, and he was... Now, there. was it was it one of those reviews where everything was good, or was everything. that one line where you're like... <laughs> no, there was, you everything feel, was good. And amazing. he had written
1: another review, because we had opened downtown at New York Theatre Workshop. Um, so, so, he's written was, one previously. Yeah, yeah, so he
0: really knew the play very well. and He was on board.
1: Yeah, and I got a whole paragraph. It was great.
0: And you read it out loud, and everyone was like losing their shit. It was
1: very cool. And so, and the, nominee, the other nominees were um, guys that were much older than me. Right. And so, one of them um, was a guy named Roy Dotrice, who was in his 80s, and he was nominated for Moon for the Misbegotten. And I didn't see that because we were all on the same schedule. But, um, apparently he was amazing and he won, but what was crazy was the Friday before the Tonys, the New York times does a who will win and who who should should win. win. And I was in both categories for Ben Brantley's prediction. Wow. Of who should win and who will win. And so up, up until that point, I was like, I'm not going to win. There's all these older guys that deserve it much more than I do. So,
0: um, but then Ben Brantley gets in your head.
1: Yeah, and then and and so Friday before the Sunday Tonys, I'm like, oh, I better write something. So I actually had a little speech in my my pocket. And and Roy Dotrice who was sitting behind me, and when he won, he leaned forward and and um, and said, you know, congratulations and and. I I I forget it was something like I I hope this wasn't a, I hope you're not disappointed or something like oh, that. Oh, that's sweet. He was very very um, cuz I'm guessing he was reading it too, but he did, you know, he died a couple of years later and, and and he got a Tony before he went. Yeah,
0: I think. I and think the, was the being there fun and the after party and who you actually, met. no, Wait,
1: he's still alive.
0: Is he still alive? Yeah, okay, I think he great. was in Game of Thrones. All right, good. <laughs> he could be he might be one of my yeah. 10 listeners. So what was crazy was that <laughs>
1: <laughs> with, but but at the last one with Adam's family, I was the oldest,
0: right? So you thought nominated. maybe it's time for my Roy exactly and, and, moment. And three
1: times was, is, a, is a charm. And yeah, it not happen, so much. It didn't happen. The second one was Susical and we closed. I told yeah. you that that story. And then when the Tonys rolled around, I had a big party because I knew uh, I wasn't going to win, and because uh, I was the only one nominated, and it was the year of the producers. Right. Oh, and, were, so. and I was up against Nathan and Matthew. Right. For uh, best actor in a musical, and so um, they could I had split a bunch the vote. They could split, and you could win. Right. There you go. So I had a um, bunch of friends, and we all rented a limo. And when we got out, um, the limo pulled up to the red carpet for the at the Radio City. And um, someone in the car had lit up a joint. And when the,
0: the, door, a camera?
1: When the door opened up, like <laughs> billows of smoke came out of the limo. That's and amazing. I went, hey, everybody. And I come out, and Mel Brooks is standing there. Oh, shit. And he goes, Hey, Chamberlain, you ready to lose? <laughs> and all I could think of was,
0: Mel Brooks knows my name. That's awesome. That's a good story. That's amazing. <laughs> Much, Did you have any other random encounters, those things, like, in the restroom? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 It's amazing. Peeing
1: next to Al Pacino and, oh, you know. That's
0: um, so
1: cool. I ran into... Uh, Al Pacino had come to see Dirty Blonde, and uh, he was sitting in that back table that they put all the celebrities in at Joe Allen's. Yeah. And I walk in, and um, I'm walking down the bar, and he sees me, and I guess he had just seen Dirty Blonde that night. Um. And I knew he was in the audience actually And so I, I kind of looked over and, and he pointed at me and he went You! You! Come here!
0: Yeah
1: yeah He called
0: me over to his table and said You are wonderful so That's that, amazing, that, that sounds like him That made my night when, you, when you're nominated three times And I know you try not to think about I want to win, will I win, should I win I shouldn't care, it's just about the thing Like how, how what's the mind trip like? Are you, are you pretty zen about it? It's interesting, up
1: until when it happens, you're kind of, um, it's an exciting night, um, but w- once the, the, the show, once the television show starts, it really becomes a, a pep rally for Broadway. Yeah. And everyone's just celebrating everybody, so it really doesn't matter up until the moment when that camera's in your face. Right. And, then you're like, oh and you're like, and you're like,
0: should I do something funny? Should I play it straight? Should I say hi, mom? What should I? Should well, I? Well, I'm like,
1: I hope I don't win because I don't want to get up and make yeah. a fool of myself in front right.
0: of millions of people.
1: Um, I've also been in that situation because I've been nominated so many times. People will come up and go, "You won the Tony for that, didn't you?"
0: Right. So they forget. There you go. Did it change your career, the yeah. nomination? Yeah. The first one? and Yeah. yeah. Definitely. In what way? You, the phone started ringing more? You were able you to get ask into for doors. more? Yeah. You get into
1: doors that you wouldn't, wouldn't be able to get into otherwise. So certainly theatrically. You know that the stages of an actor's life? It's who's Kevin Chamberlain? Yeah. So you're Kevin Chamberlain. Get, right. Get me Kevin Chamberlain. Whatever <laughs> happened to
0: Kevin Chamberlain? Right. And who's Kevin Chamberlain?
1: So it gets you past the who's Kevin Chamberlain. Right.
0: We're I hope we're in get me Kevin Chamberlain, aren't we? Um, I hope so I think we yeah, are I we're going to be in that whatever we're going to yeah. we're gonna be in that for a oh, long time oh there's also
1: get me a Kevin Chamberlain
0: tech. yes exactly because <laughs> you're too big yeah. they can't get you <laughs> now in Susicle, which I didn't see you played um, Horton no wait yes Horton the I, Elephant and what is your costume like is it elaborate? I didn't see the show. Is no. There, or is it fact, more representational? Um,
1: a lot of community theaters now will put the ears in the trunk somehow, kind of.
0: Yeah, I once and- did Snoopy, and usually uh, in Snoopy, and they used to do, like, just a black turtleneck or whatever. Yeah. No, full dog suit. No. I lost 10 pounds, had a snout, no one can see me. What's wrong? I got it's, bad
1: reviews. The theater's it hurt my
0: heart. Oh. I know, I know.
1: The theater's about the imagination. I know. So, so what was your life? I was, was life? in, a, like, a gray, wrinkled safari outfit. Okay.
0: Totally like manageable. Kind of red jungle, you know. What's the worst thing you've ever had to wear for a role where you're like, oh, this fucking costume. Oh, oh my God. There's been so many of them.
1: More so in, in shows like... Um, Jesse, I had they put me in so many different crazy costumes. I was in like a giant um elf costume, but it had a, a really round, wide body that had like a big hoop right in it. And I had to get crammed into a locker. So that's hoop, a lot. The hoop had to go sideways to get me into the locker. Yeah. Um I've been in um when you have to film in cold water. Yeah. And you have to wear a scuba suit underneath your clothes. Yeah. What did you have to get into the water for? Uh, I've done a couple commercials where I've had to be in water. Yeah. Um, But on stage, um, I'll usually, uh, that's where I only, the diva really comes out in me is during um, wardrobe fittings. Yeah. I'll go, I can't wear this Shows a week. We yeah. have to rethink this.
0: Yeah, these shoes are killing. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, you got to be able to function. You know, you have
1: to because
0: and you know if you if you roll over and you're like I'll make it do three shows in, you're like want to kill yourself.
1: Yeah, totally. And 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 it has to last. Too. Yeah, uh, costumes get worn down very very quickly. I can tell if someone something wasn't built right. Yeah, it's not going to last. But. What is
0: it like to be part of the Broadway family? Are there little traditions? seeing people on the street, the stage door, like all the stuff around the show I think would be really it's all poignant it. it's and wonderful.
1: I miss it so much. That's why I go back and work for no money. Um, yeah. it's a community that's very tight. I think part of it is because um of the fundraising. The uh, Gypsy of the Year, the Easter Bond I saw that once. It was amazing. Yeah. Jane Fonda made fun of herself. It was oh, heaven. It's great Broadway Bears. Yes and um Broadway Cares is an amazing organization. They have the Broadway Flea Market. It seems like there's something every month right. that brings everybody together. But you're also only in 12 blocks of each other. Right. So everyone
0: sees each other during shows and between shows and matinee days. But you're not able to really see a lot of shows because you're all on the same. No. Yeah.
1: But when the show's in previews, they have, before your first preview, they have the um, Gypsy Run dress. So all the shows come to see you. I didn't no. know they
0: did that. That's and a really amazing judgment. thing. How, how bitchy is it? That world. It can world? be. Yeah. It can be. I mean, yeah. Do you have um, a bitchy story that Adam, happened?
1: Um, uh, Adam's family, I knew we were in trouble after the gypsy run. When friends would go, hey, you were good. <laughs> yeah, they were feeling it. <laughs> yeah. They, they weren't, were not feeling it. It was really a mess. It was three, you know, it was like three hours long, the first yeah.
0: interview. And, and um... You pl- and you played Uncle Fester. Yeah. How, where did you, how did you prepare? Did you watch the show a bunch or did you just sort of kind of do your own thing in a way? I was totally doing Jackie Coogan. Yeah. From the TV show. Right. Yeah.
1: Do the voice up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. that kind of thing. Did that take a toll on your voice? No, it's actually easier. Really? Yeah. Falsetto is actually the, your, yeah. your voice at its most relaxed. It, it, with all the shows that you've done, which one was just the most joyous to do? Dirty Blonde. Yeah, Dirty Blonde because it had a it was the rom, it was a romantic love story, but I also got to play ten different roles in it too, um, and it went by boom boom boom, intermissionless. Um, yeah, ninety minutes. It or was like whatever. jumping on a train and it just took off at yeah. full speed. Uh, I got to play like W. C. Fields. Yeah. Oh yeah. and that that is so much fun, and just it was so well written. But we had also developed it all together.
0: So you had Claudia you you wrote connected. it for me. That's amazing. Yeah. So the there's a lot of autobiographical stuff in it. Um, I remember it, it was like, they were both fans of Marilyn Monroe, right? And May they, West. May West. And they um, they connected. Yeah, and Ida, had at, an I had mean. a secret that I had met her when I was
1: 17. Yeah. And uh, she had given me one of her dresses, and I dress up. as yeah. May
0: West to feel that power. We saw and we saw that, didn't we? Yeah. What was that like to put on the dress and getting, terrifying. getting the right dress? It's terrifying. Drag has always terrified me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the drag gene either. No. I mean, I, God drag bless. queens scare me
1: because <laughs> they usually will insult you in some way. Yeah. So you're
0: always a little on guard. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love
1: that. It always scares me. It's like clowns.
0: Now um, you worked on Jesse, the Disney show, and then you've done other stuff in that sort of young people realm. Mm-hmm. What do you what have you observed about young people today? Millennials, like because you're working with a really young cast, right? Um yeah, the
1: my 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 cast was like we didn't allow um phones. Right, cuz I set. can
0: imagine just not even being I worked on a show where I was like the showrunner and all of the cast was like in their early 20s and getting them to like oh my look God. up from their phones. It's awful. And you just ugh. So, I just, yeah, what was it like? Are, are they just kids like any other kids, or was there something about this generation? Well,
1: it was interesting with them, because I was with them from, uh, the youngest of them was eight years old when we started. Right. And and 12 when we left. The uh, other ones were 11, and then by the end they were driving. Yeah. So You watched them grow them, up. I totally, totally watched them grow up, but I also watched that loss of innocence, because suddenly they realized they can't go out without being recognized and I didn't even expect it as an adult I was never really that recognizable unless I was walking in the theater district right but now I can't go anywhere I mean I I was just downtown and I took about 10 pictures with people from Jesse and fans of Jesse yeah, and I I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, but as a child,
0: yeah. Uh, but what does that do to your head if you're it, twelve, thirteen, it fourteen? It can screw y- with you. Yeah,
1: and so each of them dealt with it in a different way. Yeah, and um, uh, from f- f- from the most classiest to uh, really uh, tragic, some tragic uh, stuff happening.
0: Wow, I'm sorry.
1: Stalkers. Um, they've had uh, to get restraining orders from some people. Wow. And Disney warned you, they have this little, you know, Disney 101 at the beginning and say, look, you know, you can't tweet out pictures of yourself naked or, you know, yeah. those kind of things. Thank
0: uh, God they told you. I know. Well. Yeah. They, <laughs> they really had your it was, number. It was. <laughs> <laughs> our ratings would have gone. I know. Exactly. We would have had a really interesting demographic. <laughs>
1: But the kids, uh, you know, they've had kids. Um, yeah, they've had your some, Selena Gomez's and yeah, stuff like had, that. They've had some scandals, so uh, it's it's a really odd world to grow up in. Um, Did you feel paternal? Oh, totally.
0: Yeah, yeah. Would they totally. ask you advice and things all the like time? That? Yeah, and I directed episodes as well. I saw that. So was that super fun? It was. It was challenging. It was challenging. Um,
1: but it, it's very much like theater. The, yeah, uh, it's because yours was a,
0: yours was small camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice
1: but uh they they all it it all comes down to the parents yeah And, and but they haven't been through it either yeah it's all new to them too unless they were famous kids which none of them were it's it's a totally new experience there's very interesting um uh they all sort of stick together and and get advice from people who've already gone through it the parents will talk to parents of kids who were right around. and and it's 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 an interesting club to be a member of.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Were you bummed when the show ended? Or were no, you No, I'd were, never
1: done anything for four years. Yeah. So it was, was like a, a long a, time to play yeah. one one role. Yeah. Even
0: though it was new stories every
1: week. It was sure, still but it takes its toll on it. And but it is the best job I've ever had.
0: In terms of just like consistent the money, hours are Disney. Great.
1: Yeah, we we have child labor laws so yeah. so the hours were
0: so important. you're out of there, like the most they can work. A it was nine kid.
1: to five. It was yeah. a nine to five job. Sweet. And um, and then the um, the benefits, you know, from the theme park, going to the park, and yeah, and Disney has a lot of perks. So they yeah, do. We got to do an episode with Michelle Obama. Okay, break it down. What was she, what was she like? Oh, just she. When so she walks cool. in a room, she just and and she makes you feel like the most important person, which is really one of the tricks to being a, a perfect politician. Yeah. Apparently Bill Clinton has that. Yeah. People they they focus on you. They care. Yeah, they totally... And she had that thing. Yeah. Did I mean, she do like... It's like one... job for
0: ADD people. Right. She mind. did like one scene in an episode? Uh, she did two. Oh, two nice. scenes, yeah.
1: I had a little bit with her. What was security like? Intense. Yeah. Intense, yeah. We all had to be screened and they had snipers on the roof of the... Wow. Uh, did Malia and Sasha come? No. No, but they they had come uh, previously to Sweet Life. Nice. Um, they had, uh, they're fans. Yeah. I they, love that. They're
0: Disney. They grew up on Disney stuff. But well, that was great. I have a picture over there. Of I want to see law. it before I leave. Maybe yeah. I'll take a snap on it and post it with the podcast. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. You we were totally in that movie. That was my
1: first movie. What, and, uh, it what was, was it like? summer of 94, and I was hired for two weeks, and I ended up working six months on it. Ka-ching, ka-ching, right? Oh, why yeah. did you work so much? Did they add to your part, or were they just the disorganized? Bomb, the bomb that I diffused at the end of the movie, this mm. this binary liquid bomb. Of course. The director didn't like the look of it. And they got behind, and the prop department never got to build a new one until December, and we'd started in the summer. Shooting. So
0: you couldn't shoot that scene yeah. until the bomb looked right. And, and I got to sit around and collect a paycheck. And so you would go to the set. No, I didn't even have to. Oh, you didn't I'd call have... in.
1: Yeah. You know, am I going to be on this week? No, no. And then the movie takes place on the hottest day of the year. Right. It begins with that song, Hot Time, Summer in the City. Right, right, right. And it got so behind in shooting that New York got cold in October and you could see breath Uh-oh. coming out. And so we had to move the whole production down to South Carolina. And then South Carolina was having its coldest Winter, and you could see breath down there, and so we had to um, suck on ice cubes before action, and so our, the breath was cold and was the same temperature as the air, so it wouldn't. So um, you
0: wouldn't have that problem. Steam. I know. It's I like never it, knew that trick. That's. I didn't know that trick either. But yeah. it's, I wonder if today, if they would do it digitally or what they could do differently. They'd remove it digitally. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What was Bruce Willis like? Did you have he was really with nice? Him?
1: Well, I think he was he was, he was a, a theater person, right?
0: Um, and he's
1: on Broadway now. Yeah. Um, and Samuel Jackson was one of his first movies.
0: I just saw Hateful Eight. He's great. I saw yeah. Hateful Eight and uh, the Spike Lee one, Chirac, in like two days. So oh. I, I I'm I'm up to speed on Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Was he cool? Was I'm he
1: very? He? Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was my first. Um, it was my my, my 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 it was the first time I'd ever seen Celebrity and, um, you know, his whole entourage. And right. Bruce Willis and the
0: bus that,
1: you know, is in his trailer.
0: And, right. Um, that was really fascinating. Because you've worked on a lot of different shows and movies and things. You've probably seen a lot of it. Is there a, a really famous person where you look at it and go, if I were in their position, I would want to try to be like them. I think they manage it really well. Tom I, Hanks. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nicest
1: man in showbiz. Yeah. That's his rep. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Um, and then I've seen the opposite. There was, yeah. There was Do you want to tell a story? You don't have to name a name. Um, well, it's how you treat people. You would, you know, you would want to be treated the way, uh, you treat people the way you, you would want to be treated. Right. So, uh, I've seen a lot with the, the stars coming to do Broadway shows where they don't even know their dresser's name. Right. And they're working eight shows a week with them. Um, they don't sign autographs after the show.
0: Right. I, I think thought, that is so important. It is. I just saw Anthony rap. <coughs> I just saw you Then here and I, I, I know Anthony a little and my friend is a good friend of his and we were going to talk to him after. And he came out and I was so impressed to watch him do the line. Because he gave everyone their moment, but he was he was like, he didn't lollygag, no. but he was gracious, but it was like, oh, he's got this down. I was impressed. It's all about being gracious. That's yeah. the word. And Because um, you are off the clock. Yeah. And it it's could take, not... and you could be there for another, you know, a while. Yes,
1: you can. And you're dealing with a lot of people who
0: are bizarre fans yeah. sometimes. What was the most intense stage door show that you did? Um...
1: Doing Seussical, uh Aaron Carter came in, who was a, a yeah. huge star at the time. I didn't realize he. And had, yeah. Girls would camp out at the stage door. Oh my and, god! And um, and he he was not old enough to understand it or appreciate it or be gracious. Yeah, um, I'm sure
0: he regrets it now. But I think he was on Dancing with the Stars. I think he's had yeah. his yeah.
1: Yeah, he kind of crashed and burned, and then is rising. Yeah, it's hard. In the
0: ashes. It is hard. That
1: family is. Yeah. Is, uh, they all went through it with a lot of young kids. And, yeah, um,
0: and they—I felt like they were—they. I don't know. I, I Nick Carter on Dancing with the Stars. There was a lot of lived-in yes. moments.
1: Didn't one of them go into rehab? Wasn't I the, think the, he the probably Carter did. family didn't they have a, a, a reality show. Maybe they
0: maybe? did. Like you, just get the feeling there was a lot going yeah. on there. You worked with Ang Lee. Yes, taking Woodstock. What was um, he like?
1: Real fascinating, because it's interesting, I, it, it tapped into some of my uh, uh, prejudices, because you have a man who does not speak English very well, right. but he's being so specific, but I'm like, how do you know the English psyche and language so well when... You, you, but yet you don't know all the words. words. Yeah, it's fascinating.
0: Like his emotional intelligence. But but emotional life is is universal. Yeah, and so he's just finding the the words. And he knows say.
1: exactly what he wants. Right. And I've never been micromanaged like that uh, by a director before, who knew exactly each moment. And he's like, "Oh, lift your eyes on that word. Uh, raise your hand on that. Okay. And 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 I w- I want you to look away on this line." And then look at them. And and then he'd let you do your own thing.
0: Right. But he wanted a micromanaged take. He wanted one. And do you, when you looked at the movie, was it kind of like a mixture? Oh, it's or? No. I'm, I'm, it's, so, it's his takes.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? It comes out so long after the yeah, fact. Yeah,
0: you don't remember. I don't
1: remember. But it's, it, it, it's cut together really nicely. I'm, yeah. I, mean, I was really happy with it.
0: Where is it. What's the kind of part that you would love to do that you haven't gotten to do yet? Or a kind of movie? Um, or project I'd like to do. Um,
1: um, I love working on, um, uh, people who are, um, sort of on the periphery, um, mentally handicapped, uh, people, um, I'm fascinated with autism and Asperger's and, and, um, uh, there was there was a, a documentary a while ago called Crumb. Do you mm-hmm. remember about R. Crumb? Yeah, the the, the cartoonist. Yeah. and he had a brother who lived with his mother and son of a lonely, mm-hmm. lonely guy who um, uh, was very quirky and, and a little mentally unbalanced. And I love those kind of roles. I love I love the outcasts and and so um, remember, like Sling Blade. That Billy yeah, Bob yeah, yeah. movie. That kind of guy. I the people that. that you... That sort of... He made that himself. Yeah. You know, so there's a couple stories I'm I'm futzing around with. I also... I've always wanted to play Fatty Arbuckle. That'd be amazing. He went Dude, through a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: Some crazy... Um yeah. There's a great book called I, Fatty. Yeah. Um, Why haven't they never made that? They haven't made a Fatty Arbuckle movie, have they? No. Mm. They should. We're calling out to, to anyone. Yes, make it happen before I lose all this weight. Right? <laughs> have you ever had to gain or lose for a part? No. Has that ever been a thing? No, no, no. Yeah. no. But I'm ready to. I'm.
1: This next six months will be my my spa. Yeah, I'm going to.
0: I have to, to lose go to Broadway. Weight. Well, and also you doing all that the shows you probably. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. a lot easier when you have a schedule. Uh, you worked on a show with Madeleine Kahn and Mary Tyler Moore. Oh my God, the cast was amazing. It was New, New York News? New York
1: News. Madeline Kahn, Mary Tyler Moore, um, uh, Chris Maloney. Oh, Ma- Malina, was he fucking hot um, then?
0: It was too much even then, right? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. He's just so hot. It's um, too much.
1: Molina Kanakridis. Yeah. From Providence. Adams, yeah. yeah. The hair. Kelly Williams from The Practice. Yes. Harold Perrineau Jr. Yes. Um, George C. Scott. What? Was on it. Um, How long did it last? Eight episodes.
0: Wow. Yeah, it was sad. And and it was a comedy, clearly. Called Giamatti's first time Wow. On there you go.
1: Yeah. Um, and I played a, a, a mentally handicapped man. There you go. Um, the, the mentally handicapped male clerk. What's your favorite memory of, uh, like, Madeline Kahn? Oh, or my God. more. Well, Madeline, we were waiting. It was, like, a long 18-hour day. And... Um, I turned to her and I went, well, I'd always I'd always ask her questions about On the 20th Century. I was obsessed with that shit. Right. So she would tell me all those stories of how difficult it was and why she quit. She quit like, you know, a month into the run.
0: Did she play the part that Kristen Chenoweth yes. went back? Yes. Okay, that makes perfect sense. It's
1: one of the hardest female roles ever written in yeah. musical theater. <coughs> um, but uh, I turned to her as I went, I'm tired. Oh, I'm tired. Then she went, Dad, playing a game <laughs> from uh, Blazing Saddles. Right. So she, I just she, sued her and she went She and, just
0: gave it to you. She gave she you gave what she me, wanted. She
1: gave me her... Um, I forget the character's name. Shoot. But... Um, and then Mary Tyler Moore... Um, this is a crazy, wild story. She had an autobi- autobiography coming out. And uh, she got the box of her books from her editor... And opened them up and signed each one of them for us. And it was called uh, After All. Mm -hmm. As in, you're going to make it after all. That makes sense. And I looked at the book and I went, oh, thank you, Marianne. What a great title. I love that. You're going to make it after all. And she went, I don't like it. My editor forced me to do that. And
0: backstory, she... (laughs) I just got chilled. I just got a little bit chilled. I got a little icy. Just like, that was like a lot. (laughs) Backstory is, she
1: raises albino horses. Okay. Up in Connecticut. Right. So, um, with her cardiologist husband. And so, I get the book and I go, I love this. And she goes, I don't like it. My editors forced me to. I wanted to call it. In the shadow of the albino horse.
0: <laughs> that might be the title of this podcast. I always pull one quote. Wow. And, and what, do you, said, what do you say? And, and I said, that'd be good, too. That'd be good. That works. That works for me, too. I just watched Ordinary People for the first time uh, That's her on Christmas Day. That is her. She was so fucking good in that movie. Yeah. I knew I can't believe I'd never seen that movie. It was so good. But she. Uh, it that wasn't picture, just,
1: that picture taking
0: scene. It uh. was just. It was all the reactions and and like something had happened and she was just like this raw nerve. It was everything. Robert Redford. Yeah, first movie. Yeah. And you were in Trick with our friend Jim Fall. Trick. That was yeah. a, that holds up. I just it, saw it again not long ago. It's it does. So good. It? It's so good. I was really surprised. We we had a yeah. little
1: reunion. Um. I think it was a 15-year reunion. Right. And um, I didn't realize how iconic that movie has become. It's terrific. For uh, the younger gays coming out. And yeah. Who are fans of musical theater. And it's,
0: it's a really romantic movie. It's so sweet. It just works so well. And it was shot right in my neighborhood. Where there I, you go. That was air. an easy day at work. Yeah, a couple it was. Days. Has being gay ever been an issue in your career? No. I mean, I've never been out. I, right. I mean, never been in. You've never been in, so you never... No, because if you grew up in the theater, you know, it's sort of... It's like not even a big deal. You're gay until proven straight in the (laughs) musical. Right, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So So that's... Hugh Jackman knows that better than anybody. Yeah. Have you worked with him? I have. (gasps) What?
1: I have. Um, I did uh, workshops of Houdini, the musical, which is now um, fizzled out. But it was uh, uh, Stephen Schwartz and Aaron Sorkin
0: doing the book. Um, and Hugh Jackman was going to play Houdini? No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it all crumbled. It Was not Was it good? And it just didn't work? Yeah. It didn't come together? No. Like, couldn't, things just happen. They couldn't find an angle for how to tell the story. It's really hard to get a musical biographical, right.
1: biographical musicals are the hardest. When you look at the list of flops, most of them are biographical.
0: Yeah. Like I Bombshell think. from Smash, which I want to see. Did you watch Smash? hmm I, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, well, they're. I think they're bringing that. That would be amazing. Well, that I saw
1: Marilyn, I'm, I'm an American Fable. Yeah, uh, that man.
0: was, they already had that. 1982, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alison uh, Frazier. There you go. Was there something that you would consider your big break? A job that you got that really changed the game? Or has it just been like a gradual sort of uh, It's thing? more
1: like relationships. Um, James Lapine really changed my career. The director or producer, yeah. right? I did a workshop of a really bad musical called Muscle. Okay. That was based on a book um, by Sam Fussell. Okay. <laughs> and it was supposed to be originally the second act of Passion. Right. Sondheim was working on it. Okay. With, with Lapine. And it was about a guy, it's an autobiographic uh, story about uh, this guy, Sam Fussell, who got mugged on the streets of New York and so he went to the gym and um, started putting on muscle right. to protect him. Sort of armor. Right. You know, and he's from a real academic Connecticut family. And um, so he went down the rabbit hole of of muscle building. Yeah. And over the course of the musical, he puts on 100 pounds of muscle.
0: How do you show that? Exactly.
1: I mean, <laughs> they had these kind of stocking things that kind of look like cabbage patch jobs. Yeah. That, but you can sort of do it underneath clothing. But uh, it was really fascinating. It was... Um, and then Sondheim... Who played the guy? Was uh, somebody... It was Jared Emick. Okay. And... The... But Lepine directed it. And I was just in the ensemble and played a, a small role. But he loved my work in that. And um, when he was working on... He had this idea to, to do a Mae West play. Uh, he commissioned Claudia and said, write it for you and Claudia. For, uh, for, for Kevin and... Cla- uh, so it was... That... I'd never had someone believe in me that much to yeah from the ensemble. New,
0: yeah and it was a, and that show was really
1: huge and at the same time I had been in the chorus of my favorite year right with Aaron's and Flaherty and they remembered me for Horton and
0: and asked me to do the original readings of Susical. what were the big songs from Susical? because I only know the music from Donny Osmond's album oh uh, the Salut yeah. There's lovely songs on yeah. there.
1: Well, my big number is "Alone in the Universe," oh, which is fabulous. with
0: uh, the little boy Jojo.
1: Nice, um, but it's the most produced musical in America. Really,
0: with the kids? Yeah. And if you'd gotten a cut,
1: I know, I know. But I, I uh, got to go to my my hometown. Gave me the key to the city. Which is your hometown? Moorestown, New Jersey. Fabulous, it's down by Cherry Hill. Okay. This past October. <coughs> the theater company, um, the community theater company. They gave uh, you the gave key. Me, what do you me, do, and do? They with gave it? me a proclamation and yeah. and everything. And then all the kids sang uh, with me with uh, numbers from Susical. Amazing. And it was, it, I was it. Did you stop. cry? Yeah.
0: Oh, I was a mess. Did you have family there?
1: Um, my brother, but you know, both my par that was part of it—is both my parents passed away very young. Yeah, uh, at sixty-one, eight months apart. I'm sorry. And um, my my so parents are both gone as well. Yeah, it was just too young, and to think that that's nine years from now for me. Uh, please, I get I just, it.
0: Yeah. And and you and you you don't often think what is you get used to the fact that your parents aren't here, but then sometimes somebody will say, oh, Mike just called my mom and she's, you know, whatever. And you're going, oh, yeah, that. Yeah. It sneaks up on you. Mother's uh, Day. Yeah. Father, things Day, like that yeah. sneak up on you like, oh. And holidays. And yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> One time a friend of mine was complaining about his dad wanting to go to the movies. And I was like, well. My dad's dead. Yeah, no, so you have a dad. Exactly. It, 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 but anyway. Someone stopped complaining really quickly. So do, do you get to keep the key to the city, or do you have to give it oh, back? Oh, it's not like a key, a literal it's key. A it was like,
1: it's a Kevin Chamberlain day. The proclamation is Amazing.
0: Sort of a, it's a, it's a and were you in, like, the city hall area? Like, was it uh, the mayor Street? came? The mayor came to... Well, they had a big um,
1: fundraiser for the community theater. Amazing. And it was, like a two hundred fiftieth seat, and it was yeah. sold out. and It was really fun, and... And all the people uh, who have their kids in the community theater, they came and... Um, and I'm sure you're such an inspiration to them, because they, they look yeah, at what you've I done. Yeah, I I mean, yeah. the little, there's a couple of us that... Um, Kate Schindel... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, also went... Uh, is from my hometown. Miss America. Yeah. yeah. She went to the Quaker
0: Friends School, though. Okay. Different school. <laughs> I'm a public school boy. There you go. All the way. Yeah. Um, what, um, what was the first time you realized, oh, I can act. I can do this. Uh I was at the the um
1: uh, school talking to the kids in my hometown that week cuz I I did a little master class with them and one of the kids asked me that question and I pointed downstage left at that I was sitting on that very stage uh doing the Q&A with them and I said right there this is when I knew this is what I wanted to do I was doing Peter Pan playing Smee right and you would crush it as Smee Captain Hook comes in and goes where's Tiger Lily and I go, we let it go. And, and and that got a huge laugh. And I remember... Something about the way you said it. Yeah. It just, I, w- I was so happy about it. Because yeah. Peter Pan yeah. actually poses as Captain Hook and gets us to make the pirates like okay. Tiger Lily. Go. Sure. So when he comes back and says, where is... I'm like, oh, yeah, we did as you said. Yeah. We let it go. And it got a huge laugh. And I turned to the audience. I did like a slow burn and went, Oh, that's laughter! Yeah, they're laughing at what I said, and that's when I caught it. And you would have exactly been in high school? No, I was uh, younger. 10. I was wow! 10. Yeah, we had a very active. I, by the time I graduated from high school, I had done like twenty plays and musicals. That's um, amazing. So
0: we had a really active community theater. Do you still? My acting teacher or my drama teacher, speech and drama, was the most influential teacher for mm-hmm. me growing up. Probably not just because of that, but just the way she taught me about uh, not want, not needing to fit in and being yourself and all that stuff. Was there a teacher that really made yeah. a difference? There was two. Was, there was
1: the high school uh, teacher friend for me, and then the guy who ran the uh, community theater, Stan Cotsen, and um, uh, I've kept in touch with them. On That's awesome. On Facebook
0: over the years. Yeah. There you go. They would have been on your Tony speech. Exactly. You would have. And James Oppine. You know that. That's I've always amazing said that, that he whenever. did that. Yeah. You, you keep in touch with
1: him, yep. and mm-hmm. he's still doing his thing, right? Yeah. He did something yeah. recently. But he was the one mm-hmm. who really... Saw something. Catapulted my... Yeah. He's, he's the one who believed in me. And there have been a lot of people who yeah. haven't believed in me.
0: Right. And, and as
1: as happens with everyone. Talent is so
0: subjective. Was there a stretch where you were like, fuck? Yeah. How, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was the worst? What was that? Oh, Well, I was delivering sandwiches for a
1: restaurant. And this was after you've already... Mm. Or, or before no, at the you, beginning. Yeah. I mean, I've gone through... I've I, When I first moved out to L.A., my first year I made $5,000 as yeah. an actor um, in the whole year. And I'd gone from doing Broadway yeah. and making like a six-figure salary to, yeah. to $5,000. I'm like, why did I move out here? What, what did you think of L.A. when you first moved here? I mean, not working or... Comple- it was like graduating from college again and having to start over. Yeah. People... Your your work does not precede you, your reputation does not precede you here. You're only as good as the last thing they saw you in. Yeah, and most of them haven't seen you in anything. I know. So you're only as good as what, though? That's the thing I'm trying to deal. With. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm. And I'm, you're I'm, proving yourself to <laughs> young young stupid people who are casting assistants who are pre screening. Yeah. You know, I had one girl look at my resume and go, "Now, what is Tony? What does that stand for?" Oh man. I just want to, I, I can't, I, wanna, I can't. I just got up and I, I, I said, I'm sorry. I was, that's one time I was really like a diva. I said, I'm really, I'm, I'm so, I, had a, I had an audition the other day that. And you left? Yeah. Good, I left. yes. I. Thank you. I was sitting in the waiting room, auditioning for a stupid, some stupid TV show and the role of Howard. And I hear through the door, the casting director on the phone saying, yes, we we, we offered the, the role of Howard to Evan Handler. And, um, and so we're waiting to hear his response. And I'm sitting there waiting to go into the room yeah. to audition for Howard. For a part that's gone. That's already been offered to to name. Yeah. So I got up and left. I'm like, why? I, I turned to everyone else sitting there. I'm like, well, why are we here? Why do we do this? Yeah. And so that's the joy of being offer only. There you go. Offer only, honey. Yeah. yeah. I've been in this business for 35 years now. Yeah. I should be you offer should, only. Yes. God damn it. That's
0: right. <laughs> and you just do things around your house and you don't go crazy. And that's why I keep going back to New York. There you go. Where do you stay when you go there? Do you have a like a uh, neighborhood yeah. or a place?
1: Uh, there's a, um, no, I don't have an apartment, um, but I have a friend that I'm going to be staying with. One nice. Night. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah your husband going to come visit you? Yes. He's going to be shooting Scream. He's the showrunner on Scream on MTV. Oh,
0: fantastic. And so he's um, going to be shooting down in New Orleans. Perfect. So I'm taking the dog to New York. I just read that they're doing a 20th anniversary screening of the original movie at the Writers Guild in oh, January. Oh. And Kevin Williamson's going to speak. Oh, FYI. I'm sure Michael will be there. Yeah. It'll be cool. Michael did the musical of Scream at um, Vermont at
1: Rockwell. Yeah, I heard it was amazing. Yeah, it was I really should have good. gotten there. Kevin he... came, and and that's partly how they got this job. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a really so. A real wait, love letter. It,
0: that's an amazing thing. He did this little show. I know this sort of unauthorized musical cabaret, and he got a job out of it. Yeah, that's very heartening. It's it
1: is it really is, and he it's because he was completely passionate. About it. so much so that he was doing this for no money. You don't make Of, course at, of rock, course. at Rockwell and yeah. Cabaret. But he knows that show, that movie, so well that he could um, create a gentle, satirical look at it and also really killer songs. Did
0: he conceive it and direct yeah. it? Okay, yeah. cool. Because I yeah. know there's people that have done like Cruel Intentions and stuff like that. Yeah. Has he had anything to do with those? Or no. He was just and the He screen? was the first one. They were... They were that was the first uh, unauthorized parody. Way to go! Show. And wasn't um, Modern Family girl in it? Sarah Hyland, yeah. mm-hmm. love it. She's and fun. Um, Tom Link. Do you know Tom? I know Tom. He's a pal. Tom, but he's did. done the podcast. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's
1: done the Mismatch game. He was in it. He was killer. He played the um, um, Jamie Kennedy. Oh yeah, of role. course. Yeah, and he sings uh, "Creep" in it. Oh, yeah. Another yeah, Radiohead song?
0: Of course. Yeah. That's perfect. Isn't it a great song for that? Yeah, yeah. It's perfect, perfect, perfect. What's the worst thing that's ever gone wrong for you on stage?
1: Um, go- going up. Forgetting forgetting my line. Losing my place. And yeah. I did um, Dirty Blonde over in, uh, in the West End. Oh, that's fabulous. And the jet lag had hit me really bad. Yeah. And we only... I arrived and we literally were in front of an audience in like three days. Yeah, and I still hadn't recovered. And when that the lights came up, I had no idea what my line was. Wow, wow. my first audience at the West End.
0: And you, so you're just standing there, and you're by yourself, right? Stammer and stammering. Yeah,
1: Claudia is standing yeah. on the other side of the stage, but yeah. nice. It was scary. Yeah, that's really when you. The, there's an old phrase going up, yeah. Which you literally leave your body and you're looking down on yourself. And, going, I don't know what. Yeah. How did you get back on track? Um, Claudio, because she wrote it. Yeah. She just railroaded it through, and then I jumped back on the train. Right. But God bless. There's a lot of train imagery.
0: In there's this. a lot. I know. I love it. I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Teen Beach. Like train. You were in Teen Beach. Teen Beach movie. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Movie, musical. The kids love that. The kids love it. Um, I read that you play piano and back in the day you used to play for auditions i did yeah what was um, what, would you see just the the range of good to i God learned awful? how to I learned how to audition and you learned what not to do I probably. learned
1: how people sabotage
0: their auditions and like give, give us a few tip, tip um, pointers.
1: Ab- apologizing um yeah uh being too chatty before you start singing yeah um people don't know when to shut up yeah um being not prepared with your music so that the piano player ends up sabotaging your audition because your music is not in its folder or in the right key. Right. Um, there's a great story about,
0: um, <laughs> Susan Anton. Uh, there there are so many great stories about Susan Anton. She okay. came
1: in to, to audition for a uh, woman of the year and, um, she didn't have any music and she goes over to the piano player and goes, uh, you know Fly Me to the Moon? And was, uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, Fly Me to the Moon. So, ready? And one, two, three, four. Fly me to the moon.
0: Find me! what does she mean like find the key find the just do whatever she's doing find me find me that's amazing (laughs) oh my god Uh, did you ever crack up when you were playing for people oh I'm the worst are you because you would laugh no I well I crack
1: up on stage right yeah I can't and when I hold it in I go mm, ah that's that's your tell
0: yeah wow who makes you crack up the most that you work um, with? What usually, in a long run,
1: what makes me crack up is noises from the audience. Yeah. Like someone who has a weird laugh. Yeah. Or a sort of hack. Yeah. You know, you'll hear someone, like, hacking up their lungs. My friend Shane,
0: who listens to this podcast sometimes, I hope he's still hanging in there, was uh, in their tour of West Side Story, and there was some women in Boca Raton, and there was a moment where some revelation happens, and the woman leaned to her friend, she goes, he realizes... And then she's like, I don't like that Bernardo. He's a snake. Like, saying shit like that all through the show, kind of loud. I may have changed those, but I think the spirit of your story, Shane, if you're listening, is... You get it.
1: Elaine Stritch sat in the front row of Dirty Blonde. Oh, shit. There's a moment... She made sure that everyone knew that Elaine Stritch was sitting in the front row. Right. And, um... She, um... There's a moment in Dirty Blonde where we create the image of Mae West, and and I say and uh, and then she froze it, um, and then Elaine Stritch went, froze it solid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why? What does it mean? She was just so in the. She was just so in the moment. Yeah, yeah. She was so into it. That's awesome. And then she froze it. Froze it solid. I love that do you have other stories I just want to put I want more stories like that what Mm -hmm. else you got no No? I have to go through my through your, we we can get to the cards. My, my
1: roller decks. I know. Of, of stories. There's so many. You picked a few songs. Looks from like the album. Seth Rudetsky's really good at, at, at remembering. At, all at those. remembering all those yeah. things. So he's the
0: king of that stuff. I listen to him on Sirius, and he's plugging disaster. Um, Every, relentless. Yes. Like, <laughs> with the punctuation, and everything. Here's talk to me about the curtain call and the bows, because I always love to watch them to see if I could tell who loves each other and how they feel about doing the show. I just always look for little subtle. Queues. Well,
1: I don't think that's the place to find them, though. Yeah,
0: maybe I'm. Because well, honestly, I just I like hate curtain call.
1: I find them so perfunctory. Yeah, um, or they're really you, you, fun on the first performance. Yeah, because you've all gotten through, through it, right? And right. like, ah, and it's always interesting to see who's going to get the biggest applause, right? Right. You right. don't know that until the first audience.
0: Yeah. Was there a show where you got bigger than you were than people that maybe were built higher?
1: Yeah, and then the opposite. Yeah. Where I've got nothing.
0: <laughs> and they're, they're, they're crazy about that asshole over there.
1: Yeah. But
0: the one that everyone hates. <laughs> well, the other thing that also amazes me is sometimes you will watch an entire performance of an actor, and then the curtain call will happen, and they will look like a different person. Like, something about their body language or the way they were carrying their face, and it's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. And that always blows me away. Well... I think... I,
1: or, I love those ones where you, you see an off-Broadway off, off Broadway play and the lights come up and they're all just standing there. They don't even bow. they just kind of... Oh, screaming.
0: no, they're too... They're, yeah. this is, we're like, fucking, we're yeah. too
1: cool for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to stand.
0: They're, stand in weird places around the set. Hold, hold a
1: piece of furniture. Yeah.
0: They're mm-hmm. Uncomfortable, so they yeah. have to put their hand on a chair or something. Sure. <laughs> you can ground them. Do you have superstitions before a show or little traditions or anything like that? I don't like... Um,
1: a lot of times you get notes before yeah. a show, so I'm pretty strict with, like, no notes after half hour. Like, if if I'm I'm in my little space, I don't right. want to get barraged by stuff, so... Yeah, take I another usually, beat there, yeah. Yeah, I usually get to the theater at 7, and so from 7 to 7.30, if you have something to tell me, that's fine. But then, so I need a half an hour to digest it and figure out, okay, this is what I'm going to do, and... Yeah. I'm going to change it but uh, yeah that's my one of my big pet peeves but I warm up I have a warm up a vocal warm up uh, nice um, you know I smoke some crack it Um, always helps yeah yeah
0: hack up a lung was there a song that you used to do as your audition song
1: yeah I had um, uh, Where Was I When They Passed Out Luck from Minnie's Boys okay which is nice and obscure so not a lot of people know it people aren't sick of it Uh, Marry
0: Me from The Rink Okay Another obscure song Nice that was my ballad Well, You all. were in that as well right? No Okay Jason Alexander Okay Cause I thought I read that But maybe I was thinking of Seth
1: Um And then um If they want an old standard
0: I do I can't get started Okay Um Perfect Um and Total Eclipse of the Heart No? Never tried No it?
1: I've never I, I've never had to sing you know, you know Oh we need a A rock pop song Yeah mm, Not me But I Not bye. you no, Not I you. don't do that. I'm no riffing for... You. Although, this, in disaster,
0: this is the most contemporary
1: yeah. thing I've ever had. You could
0: do. bust out some riffs there. You should have asked Mariah about riffs. <laughs> you could have bridged those two. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Really cool. All right, here's your songs that you picked. What song makes you cry? Uh,
1: the song that Michael and my, I were married to uh, in our backyard here. Um, song of Bernadette. Uh, by Jennifer Warrens. Do you know Jennifer? I know Jennifer
0: Warrens. I have some of her albums, but I don't know that song.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. It's on the famous Blue Raincoat. Okay, Um, I'm gonna download that that shit right now. It's the best, most beautiful song. And Bette Midler uh, did a cover of it too. That sounds. I might Um, might
0: have heard her sing it. Song of Bernadette. What's it about? Um, I think she sang it on Bathhouse Betty. Oh, I feel like she did. Yeah, that's why I know it. Yes, she did. So I'll know it when I hear it.
1: Um, well, you know the um Saint Bernadette, um. In Catholicism, it was that um, she saw a vision of the, the Virgin Mary. And, right. Okay. But it's it's a song um, about um, a woman comparing the, the the story of Bernadette to her um, current uh, position in her in her love life, and, and um, uh, I just want to hold I just want to hold you like Bernadette would do. Is the,
0: oh, I, I remember is the, that. Song. I remember the Bette Midler version. Yeah.
1: And it resonated for you for the wedding. Mm hmm. Yeah. I've always just loved it. It has the most beautiful piano yeah. um, part in it. Leonard Cohen, I think, might have co wrote it with her. Fabulous. Oh, this is a good one. What's your biggest frustration? Um, my biggest frustration as an actor is uh, people demeaning acting and the craft of acting. And out here, it's pretty rampant. People don't respect the art of acting um, because so many people come out here with no training and become very successful, and they don't realize that there's an art behind it. And it's really frustrating because I just did a show for four years with 8- through 12-year-olds, they're doing the same thing that i'm doing you can't in no other art form is that the case right you can't maybe a piano prodigy here and there or or a cello you know but you can't sit down and play rhapsody in blue on the piano right but a housewife can get up and be a brilliant blanche dubois having never acted on stage before just if she is that character right then she'll be brilliant she won't have the range, but um, it's really frustrating to me when people think, "Oh, you know what? I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. I'm going to go into acting." They think it's so easy and, and and just and it demeans my art form that I went to school for twelve years for.
0: Right, but they and usually get a pretty rude awakening, don't you think?
1: I think it so. But there works are out. the stories. There are the lottery winners that. Yeah get a TV series and go on, and then they get to do a Broadway show. And that's when it, the, that's when the men are separated from the boys.
0: Was there somebody that came into a Broadway show that you loved, that you were working on? You know, like, like a name, you know, when they stunt cast or whatever, was there ever anyone that you really liked working with? Um, uh, in Seussical, I had
1: Rosie O'Donnell come in and Kathy Rigby. Oh, wow. As the cat in the hat. Okay, and um, they were both interesting. Rosie brought in a huge audience, right? And she she loves <clears throat> Broadway. Yeah, so her, her yeah, hearts in it. Yeah, and and she was funny. Yeah, um, her stand up stuff. You know, she would. She was a great ad libber. Yeah, which I've always um, admired. Um, improvisatory. I've never had an improv
0: class. I've never gone to an improv class. Would you ever want to? Yes, I would. Yes. I think I need it. when you have your theater company, like on <clears throat> one night a week, like Mondays go. when you're dark, you have an improv class. There you go. Yeah, I'm designing it. Maybe for you. I'll just go to UCB and take tear it My up. next break. The, I, have you? I went there recently. They have this whole complex now. It's I know, huge. It's beautiful. I was like, this is like the groundlings are like, what the fuck's happening? UCB's yeah. got a big, oh, beautiful tons of spaces. Of and, yeah. yeah, I have a good friend, John Flynn, who teaches there.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was Amy Poehler she made that happen yeah and Matt, Matt Walsh
0: and all the original UCB people they made it happen yeah. that's where the money comes from yeah. there you go mm-hmm. there you know it's good all you need is one yeah See, it's
1: like that Tim Robbins with his theater company yeah. and Amy Poehler did it with UCB so yeah. that's what I, that's my
0: dream is to open is, up to the do that. it'd be amazing um, when you, this might probably my last question but I always think of more when <laughs> you are acting and it's really great what does it feel like Better than sex.
1: It's, yeah. you know what, it's, it's something, um, uh, it's like having a great conversation like we're having now, you know, but imagine doing, having to do the same conversation eight times a week. Right. There are days when it's going to feel like I'm just saying the lines that I memorized. Right. And then otherwise, other, other nights it feels spontaneous like it's the first time you've ever done it. And alive. And, and alive. And it takes two people or even more when you're on stage with a, a, a big crew. if everyone's in that groove it's so exciting and thrilling and the audience is with you yeah the worst is when an audience checks out you're doing your laundry list in the back of your head and, yeah and it becomes a job right it becomes work um I always have when I, I teach a lot now and I always tell the, the students um to find the joy that's my that, that'll be my the name of my autobiography.
0: Well, you can um, always use the albino horse one because it's... That's spread. right. In, the shadow, in the shadow of the, of the albino of the horse. I'm of, of <laughs> albino horse. Find the joy. Find the joy. And,
1: and um, if, if you're getting too up in your head about working on a, on a character, um, you're probably not having fun with it. You're probably making it too academic. Yeah. When you have fun, it's infectious with the audience. When you watch Meryl Streep in that uh, Julia and me. um,
0: Julia and Julia. Yeah. Julia
1: and Julia. She is is having a ball playing Julia Child. Yeah. That's what makes her so watchable. Yeah. Devil Wears Prada. She's just loving every minute playing evil. Yeah. Um,
0: So when you're having fun, the audience has fun. And I had fun today. I love it. Thank you so much. Go (laughs) see Kevin in Disaster the Musical. Do you have a website or Twitter or anything you want to promote? Uh,
1: Twitter is Kevin Chamberlain. My website, Kevin Chamberlain.
0: No, A-I-N. It's I-N. L-I-N. I I love Chamberlain. It's It's the French. It's
1: the French derivation.
0: I love that. Where's the weirdest place you've ever been recognized? I was at a Korean spa. Okay.
1: Um, And they have the uh, wet area where... You're naked. Right. And a Russian man and his little young boy were standing there naked, showering next to me. They're like, You're Bertram. <laughs> I love that.
0: Which is from Bertram. From Jesse. From, from, from that Jesse. was your character on Jesse. Yeah. I love it. So I, we were There was nothing p- to sign, though, so you really couldn't sign anything. No. Graph any money. But uh, I knew I was being recognized for my face. There you go. (laughs) It couldn't be anything else. All right. Thank you so much. This was delightful. And best of luck with Disaster, the musical. Did I do it right? Or no? Uh, No.
1: Disaster, a new new musical. musical. All right.
0: There you go. All right. This has been really fun. Thanks again to Kevin Chamberlain. Check him out if you're in New York in Disaster, a new musical, or just fly there to see it. That's what I did when it was off-Broadway, and I'm glad I did. Alright, uh, so this happened. Um, my favorite Christmas gift that I got is a Squatty Potty. It is... Uh, I got it at like a White Out Elephant... Like a Christmas gift exchange number game at a party. And uh, you... It's a little plastic stool that sits in front of your toilet. And you squat on it. And that's supposed to make you in a better posture for evacuation than normal sitting. Like the caveman used to do. You know, it's in our, it's in our DNA to squat. And I learned this from a friend of mine who has one and swears by it. And also, uh, there's a very funny commercial online of a unicorn shitting rainbow ice cream that kids eat. And it's for the Squatty Potty. It's like, you can't even believe it exists. But it does. And I, it won me over. So, uh, I'll let you know how that goes. It's relatively new. I can't wait to... Uh, explain it to people that stop by what is that and then i tell them and then you know maybe their lives change too i don't know um that's it uh thanks for listening and this may be the last podcast of 2015 uh but um maybe i'll do a new year's thing i don't know what i'm gonna do but um thank you for listening uh to this one and all year long um follow me on twitter at hensley dennis uh like the dennis anyone facebook page all that stuff it all helps to build and grow so that's it. Uh, Have a happy New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye!